to another episode of In Another World. I'm your host, Zachary Landall, and on today's show, we'll be discussing the topic of the teen comedy. And for this very special discussion, I had to bring back a very, very special and fabulous returning guest. You might remember him from the Broadway Divas episode where we spent the just shy of two hours. I may have cut out a few things for your ears and, you know, your time uh, discussing Broadway divas and a million Tony Award performances. I am, of course, talking about the host of the podcast, Eye to Eye, Aaron Holman. This time will be less about Broadway divas and more about the teen comedy icons, you know, your Rachel Lee Cooks, your Julia Stiles, your even your throwbacks, like a Molly Ringwald, you know, and just all the tropes, all the lovely, lovely uh, stereotypes that you find in the teen comedy genre. But before we get into all that, I just want to take a moment to give a little shout out to all of the amazing film bloggers and podcasters that I connected with this past week on Twitter. Um, I wasn't always a person that was heavily into Twitter. I kind of didn't really understand the point of it other than the, you know, stress that can come with being on Twitter. But I've really enjoyed the community building that I've been doing, finding other film nerds with weird references to notes on a scandal. You know, that's that's all we can dream for. So without wasting any more time, let's just cut all the chitter chatter and get to the gab session with Aaron Holman. Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. Yeah. Really I brought a drink this time. <laughs> and I'll have my Diet Coke. <laughs> cool. How you been? <laughs> uh, I've been pretty good. Uh, going crazy in quarantine. Definitely mm-hmm. dealing with like COVID fatigue. Um, but uh, channeling it into work as much as I can. Yeah, same here. <laughs> uh, probably doing too much. Yeah. I definitely am having to go, okay, you need to write. Because I'm becoming like freehand in it. I've just been kind of like taking it day by day. But now I'm like, no, bitch, you got to write out a schedule. Because yeah. otherwise I try to do too much in a day and then I get overwhelmed. And then That's I'm what just happened dep- to me yesterday. Yeah. So we're working. We're doing the best we can. <laughs> Which I think is pretty damn good. <sighs> Whatever. You know, whatevs. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. Uh, so what have you been watching or listening to? Um, very exciting. I've been revisiting Buffy the Vampire Slayer a lot. I just lot rewatched recently. the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing? Well, not the whole thing, but like I'm I went like, through Whoa. No, I didn't well, I didn't watch anything from seasons one one or two, but I did watch like three three to the end wow. mostly. I skipped I skipped the duds, you know, like Network TV back then, they'd make 22 episodes a season. You don't need to see yeah. all 22 episodes. Oh, um, I understand. You can get the main story arc for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we watched a little bit of that together. It was uh, the season five finale stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my With gosh. With my favorite villain. Glory. You know? My favorite. Watching it in retrospect, she's a lot better than how I appreciated her then. I didn't like it then, mostly because of Dawn. Oh, Dawn. <laughs> I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. She Bumpy. showed up out of nowhere and everyone was like, oh, she's been here the whole time. It's like... Oh, I was obsessed with that when it came on. 
Not, well, one, because I was a Harriet the Spy nerd as a mm. kid, so I was like, mm. it's Harriet the Spy. But also just the idea of trolling your audience so hard, like, there's Buffy's sister, and they just threw it in at the end of the episode. I just thought that was great. Yeah. Very clever. Yeah, he got us to tune back in, that's for sure. Uh, controversially, though, I my favorite villain is Dark Willow. And you know what? For mm. most Buffy purists, they don't like season six. They don't like they don't like that Willow becomes the big bad. I just one. like seven more than six. Mm. Seven is so beautiful. Um, all Ooh. the potentials. Sure. Oh no, I like stuff. Them. There's always something in every season I like, but I, I, it for some reason it felt very un unplanned. Even though it was the last season, I'm like, do y'all know <laughs> yeah. where we're going? Felt yeah. organic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we were really was... watching them deal with like apocalypse now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, you know, the last season they were just having to wrap up so much stuff. I always wonder if they thought they were going to have one more season or something. It was just, I don't know. I don't know. Joss Whedon though, he, he can get a little every now and then he gets a little, I don't want to say Ryan Murphy, but like, it's a Not little quite Ryan Murphy, but I see what you mean. He can get off the rails and he doesn't <laughs> mind a plot hole because it's no. like it is fantasy. Yeah, there are definitely some plot holes in Buffy. Uh, one other thing that I've been watching that I have to tell you about, it's oh so weird. It's this horror movie called The Autopsy of Jane Doe. And oh. it stars Emile Hirsch, uh, oh. this guy named Cox. Uh, Cox. Olsen. Yeah, I know, Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Cox. Um, no, and then uh, this actress named Catherine Kelly. It is literally about, yeah, it is literally about this father-son, uh, what are they called? Coroner? Like, duo? Uh, and, like morticians? Yes, mortician. Thank you. It is uh, this father-son mortician uh, duo, yeah. and uh, they get this body in one night, and when they start to have to figure uh, out how this woman died, yeah. that's when things start to get real weird. Real it ghosty. is actually a, yeah it's something mm. it's it's real supernatural real spooky um yeah. it was one hell of a ride to accidentally find you know like i had a spooky i had a spooky event last night mm. it was like the me and my me and my roommate were so scared there was that kind of scare where you're just screaming and laughing because you're like oh god oh. it was like <laughs> covering my face um have you heard of the movie called host I've heard of it and not seen it. Ooh, get ready, because this is, like, really fucking cool. It was a horror movie that was made this year during quarantine, and it's about people in quarantine just doing, like, a, you know, like a, like, well, a Zoom call just like this. Yes, I have heard of this and not watched it yet. <laughs> no one called any spirits, so no one, that's a thing. <laughs> but, yeah, um, but, like, and what they did is, like, all the actors recorded remotely, and the crew would send them like the special effects packages with like instructions so they could do the so but it looks really legit and cool it was it was and it was fucking scary it's only 57 minutes so like it's a quick watch that's so great where'd you watch it um it's on shutter you can get a free um trial like a seven day trial 
oh my god and then i instantly was so excited because in the related movies underneath was a total trash movie it was urban legends final cut the sequel to urban legend i was like (gasps) i love that one more than the original (laughs) i don't love it more than the original because it doesn't have rebecca gayhart and her amazing monologue but i do when i was a little kid i thought there was something so cool about it's a it's a horror movie but it's set at a film school so they're all film students Oh my god, just running through the school at night. Um like being <laughs> And there's in a those fencing booths, mask for like, no reason. No uh, reason. I fucking love that movie. I remember the first scene they're on like the airplane and it's probably the best scene in the movie and you find out it's just a scene within the movie, like a movie yep. within the movie and I'm like, that was the best scene in the movie and it wasn't even real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, so I might watch that later. I don't know. We'll see. I'm in I like a that. spook it's always this time of year I just get all the spookies. Mm-hmm. I get all the urge to watch all the spooky things. Even like two I'm months getting into my probably. I'm getting into my fall over here. My yeah, I'm sorry to wearing my hoodies. You know, all that fun stuff. I'm thinking of doing a project with someone. Uh, it might be like a bonus episode series. It's like hot, just a hot scoop, hot scoop. Uh, I think we're going to go through like all the Halloween movies. Like, mm. but like even the Rob Zombie, the H2O, oh, the newest one. Fun. I yeah. like the H2O. I remember that I one love very H2O. fondly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, H, it's funny because Jamie Lee Curtis is one of those few people that actually will come back to the franchise that made her famous. And mm-hmm. she always seems very, like, cool about it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, like, she she knows it's good work. Get it yeah. while you can get it, which is your whole life with this. Oh, you God, know, I mean, yeah. Carrie Fisher and a lot of them with, like, Star Wars. You know, <laughs> just treat the thing that made you famous well and you'll keep being famous. Well, Jamie Lee Curtis, well, I've heard her say in interviews, she's like, I'm famous because of Halloween. Like, if it wasn't for Halloween, I wouldn't have my career. So how dare I, you know, yeah, not check in, check in once in a while. I just recently watched uh, Knives Out for the first time, Ooh. and she's in that one. Very uh, good. It was a really fun, like, yeah. I loved it for exactly what it was, which on the day that I watched it <laughs> was exactly what I wanted. Like, a fun, like, murder mystery. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And very it was like good. it was funny. It was. It was. Oh, they don't make movies like that anymore. I was Mm-mm. excited to see it. That one, I think, will stand the test of time very well. You know? I think so too, because it's it's disconnected enough from uh, pop culture and stuff. I mean, they sort of reference the whole Trump America of it all, but, uh, but they're I, they're all isolated in this house. And yeah, it's just yeah, a yeah. Mystery. It very good. Okay. And I, I did not predict the ending. And I did not either. Of movies, I can work out the ending before we get there. And this one, no, no way. Ooh, yeah. Um, you should watch Host though. To circle oh, yeah. back around. I've already but, written uh, that down. No, because I won't say anything. But like, it's I was screaming, just like ah, oh, like I had like my hoodie up over my mouth, like oh god, oh oh, this no, so oh good. No. Yeah. So yeah. I've gotten lucky. I've seen a couple of good horror movies lately because I saw that and I finally watched uh, Sinister. I had never seen Sinister and that one fucked me up as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's that one with Tony Collette? I haven't (gasps) watched it. Hereditary? Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. But we should watch it together. Yeah, I'd be down. It's really good. It's it's. Oh, I I won't say a damn thing, but it's like the that when I saw that, it was the scariest horror movie I had seen in at That's least a I, decade. Like it was so good. 
Well, except for the conjuring. I did like the conjuring. Conjuring was okay. I liked the first one. The first one I thought was pretty, pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Mostly because they never went crazy with it. Like they stayed attached to reality enough that it felt like a tangible scary thing, not like a horror, like a Halloween horror movie scary thing. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the sequels to The Conjuring have sort of gone off the rails and now I'm not that scared of them. So I'm like, well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not scared of a big jack in the box like coming after me down the hallway. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I you are one of my first returning guests, and of course I do your birth in pop culture, but I already told you your number one song in the movie, so I can't <laughs> do that. So I have to come up with new facts. So just as a fresher, your April 10th, 1990. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Aries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the number one album. In the United States was... I'm going to guess. Michael Jackson. I'm just guessing. I don't know why. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Do you have a second guess? I'll give you a second guess. All right. All right. Uh, Gloria Estefan. Closer, but no. (laughs) Who is it? Um, It's it's, uh, Bonnie Raitt's album, Nick of Time. Is closer. That's closer. Like, That's closer. I love Bonnie Raitt. <laughs> and then, since you're a theater kid, I figured I would tell you what the best musical at the Tonys was that year. Oh my God, that is such a good one. Yes. Um. Let me also guess. Uh, '90s, Kiss of the Spider Woman. No. Second guess. Uh, chorus line. No. I don't know. <laughs> that was 75. Yeah, well, listen, I've been drinking. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> no, it was City of Angels. City of Angels, the case of the Broadway musical comedy Smash. The dames are all suspect. Surprised? And the private dick's been duped. You look like the kind of man who can get the job done. Nice. Wow. I actually don't know City of Angels that well, to be totally honest. Well, I'm not being honest. I'm, I'm being dishonest. Like I well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're here to talk about teen comedies. I'm so excited. And there's so many. Like, I was thinking about this. and there's, Unbelievable. There's, like, romantic teen comedies. There's gross-out teen comedies. There's the there's... midnight ones. Uh, there's Disney Channel teen comedies. Well, yeah, like, I mean, like, what What do we count as a teen? Like, would Xenon Girl of the 21st Century be a teen comedy? Uh, were they, weren't they teens? They had to have been. They were, like, 13. Like, like that is, you know. But that's why I also put it as its own category. Because, you know, it could just be its own different list. The fact that it's a Disney teen movie. Yeah, because then maybe... you could throw in almost any Disney movie. You know, Luck of the Irish. Um... Luck of the Irish. <laughs> I love that one. Or, like... uh, see, that was never... I was I was more into, like, the Xenon movies. I was Smart into... House. Which one? Smart House. Smart House. I did watch that. I watched... Oh, actually, my favorite one is a weird one. My favorite one is The Stepsister from Planet Weird. I don't know if you remember that one. I 
surely have seen it, but like that is not one of the ones that stuck was, with me. It was I was the, like, let me watch Halloween Town again. <laughs> well, I, yeah, Halloween Town's great. But it was like the first thing I watched when I got Disney Plus was I looked up to see if they had Stepsister from Planet Weird, and they did, and I was very nice. happy. I'll have to look into that one. I actually yeah, I mean, it's did. not great. It was more <laughs> nostalgic for me. I don't know if it'll be good on its own. That's fine. Uh, I, in pre- in preparation for doing this, mm-hmm. I actually went back and rewatched. Uh, I was so happy to rewatch The Princess Diaries with oh, Hathaway yeah. and Julie Andrews. I didn't even that think right of that as a teen comedy, but yeah. You're not just Amelia Thermopolis. You are Amelia Mignonette Thermopolis Renaldi, Princess of Genovia. Me? A, a princess? Shut up! It's unbelievable. And yeah. Mandy Moore is the mean cheerleader. It's. Just oh, you made me remember another teen comedy. Remember Saved? the movie Saved? Yes. I have a connection to Saved because I'm from like Christian teen backgrounds. That movie was very accurate, I have to say. Oh my if God. people think, when like, was the oh, first well, that time was... you saw it. When was the last time I saw it? No, when was the first time you saw oh, it? The first time I saw it? Um, probably when I was in high school, because I think it came out in like 2003, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember I, was, I remember I watched it when I was still like supposed to be Christian, like supposed to be like not gay. And so the gay guy in the movie, I was like, oh, no. And then he, uh, well, and he gets sent to, to the Mercy House place yeah. for like, and, and, I had dabbled in, in gay rehabilitation, not to the level of that, but like I definitely was like, oh boy, oh boy. So I'm it was, but it's so funny. It's so yeah. funny. So I didn't rewatch it. Movies like that wouldn't really get made nowadays. I don't think. Not, you know what? I think that movie could get made, but I don't think it would get made as well because mm. I think now it would be really, really cynical about the Christianity. And I'm not Christian, don't get me wrong, but I liked how it didn't... Um, it, it it just challenged their beliefs in the way of, like, love everyone. It didn't, like, just make fun of the beliefs on its, like, flat surface. Like, there's still a sweetness to it. And I yeah. think that movie would be... I mean, it's still a pretty cynical movie, but I think it would be even But it'd be hard to do it without being just, like, I guess, mean or, like, a direct just commentary on it. I mean, there are definitely some, like, some uh, dirty jokes in that movie. Like, I still remember when they're at the, like, the church play and and the guy playing Patrick is playing Jesus and her friend's like, talk about being hung on a cross. (laughs) It's like, oh, my God. Oh, God. (laughs) I just remember that's my favorite Mandy Moore performance is her performance in Saved. Mary, turn away from Satan. Jesus, he loves you. You don't know first thing about love. I am filled with Christ's love. God, you are just jealous of my success in the Lord. Um, it ranks very high for me. I don't know. Uh, I am a sucker for a walk to remember from her. Oh, she is kind of good in that. And, and you know what it is? Is because she sang only hope. Like it's that stupid ass. Every oh I know. Every damn girl in high school sang that song. Yes, that's her. 
She was so breathy. It was like, it's the one that I've tried. <laughs> I actually, she just like, <laughs> you know how everybody's been producing things in quarantine? Oh, yeah. uh, She definitely like re-sang that song very recently. Really? Like, yeah, I didn't know the that. Internet to enjoy. Oh, uh, uh, well. <laughs> is it better? Probably better now, I would say. There's a little more better now. There's a little more dynamics, but a like... little. Let's not give her some credit. I just remember when I saw Tangled, I was like, oh, her voice is better. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, because well, I will never forget on Bravo when I was in high school, there was a like Broadway with the stars concert where it was all these like famous pe- half oh, yeah. sort of famous people half Broadway people and she's saying suddenly Seymour with Adam Pascal and it was one of the most dreadful things I've ever heard in my life it why was why is Adam Pascal singing that song that's a well, bad song he was whatever him. like he was just kind of like okay fine but then it would get to her and it was just I don't think of Mandy Moore and think of the word belting. That's not something Thank you. I... Yeah. So she has the belt a lot uh, at the climax of that song. And mm, yeah, it was it was unfortunate to see. Oh, and she also was like, I'll also be singing Adelaide's Lament from Guys and Dolls because I played Adelaide in high school, actually. And I'm like, I, oh, God. Ma'am. <laughs> I mean, first several- of all, you are a Sarah Brown, if I've ever known one. Like, how did mm-hmm. you get cast as playing Adelaide? <laughs> Well, yeah. a star is a star, and she is a star, so. Yes. I like her in This Is Us. I don't watch that. Well, I don't watch it, but, like, I watched the first, <laughs> I watched, like, the pilot in the first, like, season, I think, and I was, I think I only kept watching it because I was gagged by how good her acting was, because I was like, mm. oh, wow, she's good in this. <laughs> Again, I feel like every time she's good, I go, oh, I don't know what that means. No shade, Mandy Moore. If you're listening to this, Mandy Moore. Uh, Mandy, when you when you hear this, just call in and we'll get you on the show and it'll all be fine. Call us up, Mandy. I'm sure you're listening. Uh, we want to talk it out. <laughs> all right. I am going to, like, this list is long, hard. Do you want to go back and forth? Movie. Like, we do a highlight and a highlight? Mm-hmm. Cool. You I'm go like, first. Ugh. I'm like, which, where do I go? Oh, pl- uh, girl, there's no plan. Better off. There's no roadmap. Which one? That's where I'm starting. Better off dead. And I am bringing attention to this one because most people don't know it. I don't know it. Yeah, that's okay. I'm about to let you know because it's hilarious and so worth watching. Um, It's John Cusack, and he's a teenager. It's at the very beginning of his career, and it came out in 1985. And it is, yeah, it is the epitome of like an 80s. It, it that's what it is it's like a frankenstein of all those little tropes from like 80s teen movies thrown all together with john cusack being your main character uh his love interest is this french foreign exchange student named oh, natalie God. who looks just like um natalie portman but couldn't have been her <laughs> in the time frame um no. some real good moments in it he uh he goes into a lot of fantasy sequences in his yeah. head he's a nerd he's a and what's it about it's about his life in high school it's about him getting dumped by his girlfriend beth him trying out for uh their ski their school ski team um can i tell you what i thought it was what i thought he was a zombie 
No, no. <laughs> From the t- well, in my defense, eighties comedies have crazy plots. So in this my brain, does that was have not a the crazy craziest. plot. But okay. it's like they base it in reality half of it, and then the other <laughs> half is just like it's like teen fantasy. Life. Like, oh, if I was the cool guy, I would do this. Kind of, but they do different genres every time that they switch. For Ooh. instance, his mom, she. She's a very powdery talking person and she's always in the kitchen cooking and she doesn't know how to cook. Um, so like, you know, she cooks this jello thing that like starts crawling off of the plate, like oh at dinner table, um, you know, but nobody's commenting on that. Um, <laughs> it, it's just a, it's just a wild romper room fun ass time i used to be uh, into john dead. cusack so maybe i'll watch it he's cute he's so cute in this i used to think he was so cute yeah it, this is him really really good yeah he gets a job at uh, a burger joint where they all have to wear like pig snouts and like oh, pig ears. No. and when he's there working he just zones out and it turns into a claymation music <laughs> video featuring the hamburger performing like uh acdc you know and it's a full-blown music video and then you know it it just it's wild hello lovely podcast listeners i'm nick eibler and i'm the host of the podcast queer queries a new podcast that aims to celebrate lgbtq plus people and educate everyone on what has made us a fearless and fabulous community of people over the course of history each week i have a different member of the community sit down with me to discuss a different topic pertaining to our experience and that's when i was introduced to a conversion camp you know there's fluidity also in personality and presentation we as human beings deserve to be treated as human beings. She's here and she's queer. This show will cover the gambit. You'll laugh some, maybe cry some, and ultimately learn about what makes us more than just rainbows, clack fans, and tea. New episodes out every Sunday. Be sure to rate and subscribe and follow us on Instagram at, at queer.queries. Uh, oh, well, we forgot about 80s, 80s teen yeah. comedies. I'll stay within the vein of that. Yeah. There, I used to watch a lot of those because I used There's to watch. Of them. I watched Just One of the Guys a lot when I was younger. Don't know this one. Oh, really? Yeah. It's this girl who wants to be a writer. Like, she wants to go to school to be a journalist. And she's a really good writer, but the teacher never chooses her assignments because he's like, Oh, uh, you're a you're a pretty girl. You should be writing about you know other things like makeup. And mm-hmm. then she's like, "I'll Familiar. show you. I'm gonna show you how good of a writer I'll be, and you'll be sorry." And so she dresses up as a boy and goes to a neighboring high school to pretend to be like a male student to see if she can get this scholarship that she's trying to get. And it's it's basically like Twelfth Night, but with yep. you know '80s teens. Um, all i remember is like uh oh what did she has this brother who's like classic 80s gross brother who's super horny like i feel like there's just a lot of those in the 80s and he's just go and she's dressing up as a boy he's like who do you think you are yentl (laughs) like yeah it's like i didn't know what that was at the time and now i'm like that's a deep "Ah." cut 
<laughs> but all I remember is I remember I watched it on like Cinemax or something and I was I was young when I saw it the first time and she's at the prom and she's trying to tell the guy that she has a crush on because of course she falls in love with a guy and he's like I get it I get it you're gay and she's like I'm not gay and she's like oh fine and she rips open her shirt and her boobs were just like out <laughs> And I was like, wow, those are boobs. And as a, I was like, you know, pretty young. I was like 12. And so I was like, I wasn't used to seeing like breasts. Like I didn't care, but like, it was like shocking. Like, oh, wow, mm. boobs. <laughs> wow. And, and I also used to watch, there was this one, I probably gonna get the title of it wrong, but it was about this guy who becomes a vampire. He gets bitten by a vampire. And then bitten? he, I think it's called, oh God. No, not bitten. It's not that. It's like, I think it's like my life oh, as a teenage vampire or I something think that like. I the um, name of it. I remember that. I remember maybe, maybe a, a, like that existed. Yeah, he like has a hookup with a female vampire, and then he becomes a vampire. And it's just about him becoming a vampire. There's no like twist where he doesn't have to be a vampire anymore. He just is a vampire <laughs> like, now. like oh yeah, and fun. it just sort of turns into a tale of like acceptance. <laughs> uh, yes, actually, I actually, yes. about that. I think it was like a whole allegory um, for like gay kids. I think that is what it was kind of like a subversive, like it's kind of like gay kids. I could be making that up. I think I remember reading an article about that where they were like, we could never make a movie about gay kids, but we could. We can definitely make gay know. into a vampire and we can make our peace with that. <laughs> I mean, g- gays, vampires, you know, the children of the night, you know. They wear lots of black, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna like this conversation, this eighties timeline definitely brought one into focus for me. I can't believe I didn't put it on yeah. here because it's just one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh don't tell mom the babysitter's yeah. dead. Well, that's technically nineties. I love that movie. It's barely it's still a 90s, teen comedy. Like and that's what this goddamn show's about. It is a teen comedy. Oh, I'll give you teen <laughs> comedy. Um I'm right I'm on right top, on of, top that, of that, Rose. I just like, Sue Ellen, have you ever had Sue a 48 hour orgasm? No, I've never been to Santa Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. This movie, I have watched God. it. Uh, it used to be one that I would just watch and repeat because I just thought it was yeah, so was, feel oh. good, um, unbelievably funny. Uh, <laughs> the kind of just lying that she does could just not happen. Nowadays, you know, no. she was supposed to be what 16, 17, still at high school. And I think she was, 18. I think she was 18. I think she had just graduated high school. And it was like her, because I remember her mom leaves her yeah. mom with like four kids. It's like, bye, no, kids. I'm going yeah. to Australia for a month. First of all, thanks for bringing any <laughs> of your kids. I mean, not that I don't blame her for how awful the kids were, but I remember thinking like, well, wait a second. You're just leaving for a month? I also remember her little sister in that movie is the same girl that was in Halloween 4 oh, yeah. and 5 as mm-hmm. the little girl. Yeah. I remember like, that's <laughs> you. Uh, Daniel Harris. I think that's her name. Yeah. I love that movie. I love that she has the most unattractive name Sue ever. Ellen. Like Sue, Sue Ellen, Ellen Crandall. Crandall. She said Sue she, Ellen. Hey, Sue <laughs> she Ellen. She said she went to Vassar. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. And I just, I, again, my favorite line is like, oh, and Sue Ellen, 
this is very important. If someone ever calls, <laughs> you always say, I'm right on top oh, of yeah. that, Rose. I say that all the time. <laughs> I actually use that as a little bit of a test to see like if, if somebody recognizes when I say that, if they know, then I'm like, all right. One more thing, and this is so important. Whenever we're not alone or I'm on the phone and I ask you something, doesn't matter what it is, you always say, I'm right on top of that, Rose. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, there used to be like a film culture litmus test for me. I'd be like, oh my god, and you know what that is? Like, I remember the first time I heard someone say that, I went, oh, someone knows that movie? Because I, f- I feel like a movie no one else I grew up around well, it's watched Christina ever. Applegate, like, coming in strong with this performance. You know, it is so funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's a star. I love, I love uh, Christina Applegate. She's uh, her undead to me. It's so, uh, so good. Well, I'm all out of cucumbers. Sue Ellen, every girl over 25 should have a cucumber in the house. It's like, yes. Uh, the last girl I hired was still wet behind the ears. <laughs> just like, I love, I love her boss. The boss was just the one she I was She was just like with. a wacky, wacky woman, you know, loved her wacky and like i love the stupid fashion show they do in her backyard yeah as it was so stupid i don't even know why i like it so much because it's not even technically the most clever script or whatever but i think there's some something about it's just it fun it's fun it's nostalgic yeah. um the movie doesn't take itself too seriously no the, the babysitter's dead they have a dead body babysitter. the first oh my god minutes- in and they just put her away oh and i love oh my god you've reminded me the other favorite thing in the movie is how like the whole movie happens it's resolved and then the mom goes sue ellen where is the babysitter and then you're like oh right <laughs> yeah she dead she's dead is this the movie where the drag queens take the car <gasps> yes she was like oh, what are we gonna say liza minnelli stole our car forget it right there that line that's why this movie is good because it it, it has it has those quotable moments i had no but, idea i thought that was like a friend of theirs i'd missed them saying the name of because i was a kid so liza minnelli i was like oh yeah it didn't minnelli? mean much to me at that time yeah, either i was like what's going on i didn't get that they were drag queens i Neither thought they were I. like girls from their school like i didn't get it Mm-hmm. Just I like, love these that. Thieves. These, these glamorous thieves. Oh my god! And, they, and she works at that gross hot dog place mm-hmm. with the oh yeah oh what was it? It's, oh I can't remember what it's called. But I remember it was disgusting. I just absolutely think that this movie is uh, it's 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 a classic. It man. is a classic. I don't know why, but it's a classic. I think it was honestly. I think it probably came out during a time in which. Uh, there were there wasn't a lot of competition necessarily in that exact vein. Kind of, yeah, because at that time they were making action stuff. movies. Say what? Even it was action movies at the beginning of the nineties. Yeah, like action you know. movies or like adult rom coms, like Julia Roberts type stuff or Meg yeah. Ryan type stuff. It was a lot more like grown up. Was in Seattle, like when Harry met Sally. Blah 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 blah. Um, well, because I think what was happening is you were coming off the 80s, and I think everyone realized by the end of the 80s how awful teen comedies had, uh, you know, had how ended. How and just, yeah. Well, because, I mean, yes, you have the John Hughes stuff, but, yeah, like, there were some, a lot more uh, bad ones compared mm-hmm. to uh, good ones. Do you have any bad ones on the list that you'd like to talk about? 
from the I mean, from the eighties. Yeah, or no, just on our team. Comedy. Oh, bad ones. I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's oh. talk about a bad one. Oh, a bad one. Mm. Okay, <laughs> this one's technically sort of a teen comedy, but not quite. But I do want to reference that because it's really awful. I want to see. It was with Julia Stiles and Freddie Prince Jr. It was called Down to You. Down and they're technically you. in college, but they're like 18 when they meet. So I'm going to put it in whatever. It's fine. Um, so it's technically not a teen comedy. They're not in high, I think high school probably more means teen comedy. But mm-hmm. I got to tell you, whenever people are like, oh, whatever happened to Julia Stiles? I'm like, uh, people she... found out she wasn't good of an actress. That's mm-hmm. what happened. They found out that 10 Things I Hate About You was a fluke. Uh, because then, in Down to You, well, first of all, God bless. You know what? I'm saying what I'm saying. And if everyone doesn't like it, they can leave a message. But you take Julia Stiles, who is a moderate actress at best, and put her opposite Freddie Prince Jr., who is a walking washcloth, like, with muscles. Like, no... Cr- I, people are like, oh, he has such good charisma. I'm like, no, he has a nice smile. That's not charisma. Like, like I don't watch She's All That for him. I don't watch it for him. I watch it for everyone else in that movie but Freddie Prince Jr., except for his oh, muscles. 100. When he's all sweaty in his soccer uniform, Okay, that's but that's great. five seconds. Yeah, that's not enough. And Paul it, it Walker's his, there and looking hot also. it was his best also. five seconds, you know. So. And Paul Walker's body looks better. I'll say it. He had a really hot body. But mm-hmm. all I remember is I remember... It was such a weird movie because it's like it couldn't tell if it was supposed to be for adults or for teens and they're in college and so they would always insinuate that they were having sex by buying cake afterwards so if you saw them like i got a cake and she'd be like oh i can't tonight sweetie and you'd be like what like it was really weird and julia yeah and julia styles just i i remember this exactly because I remember I used to recreate this moment with my with my friends at the time because of how bad the acting was. But she like breaks up with him at one point, and she's like crying, and she's like, "I want to be with you, but I can't. I, I I have to go. I have to go." And it's just like, <laughs> I used to sit in my room with my sketch pad, whether it was at home or here. And within a few seconds, I would be somewhere else. And that was so special to me. But for some reason, I can't get to that place anymore. I'm so sorry that I hurt you the way that I did. I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I, I have, I need to go. Ouch. That kind of sucked. Just like leaves. You saying these things to me, I have, I have for sure seen this, but like, it was so bad that Block my brain is blocking it. Block it out. That's but what like, I said. that right there, what you're saying, I've seen that. But like, I, I don't know. She's like, eh, I, I, I have to go, <laughs> and I'm like, was that improv? Is that not the line? Like, it's weird. Oh no, probably not even worth mentioning, but just really terrible, really terrible. In the hall uh, of you, dishonor, bad. You did touch upon uh, one of her better works, Ten Things I Hate About oh, well, that's You." Oh, that's her. That's her crowning achievement. That movie was also uh, a wonderful jump start for a lot of people. You know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in that movie. 
Heath Ledger. He goes oh. out and sings. Um, oh, is, I know. Is, is, is think Janie's got a gun. No, no, that's <laughs> that's, that's not that's another not another teen movie. Oh my god. No, he sings. Uh, can't keep my eyes off of you. Thank you. Janie's got a gun. <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> I love that you remembered the parody scene and not the real scene. That is that is kind of hilarious. Well, can I tell you though, I did funnier. that. I, I did that myself once because one time I was watching that movie and I was waiting for some kid to start like starting a slow clap of just like. Oh my god! Poor microphone's probably like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, and then I realized, oh, that's not this. It's the parody. No, that movie. There was a summer. I remember this, my sister, she listens to this show. She'll know what I'm talking about. There was a summer where I'm not kidding you. Every day, we either watched 10 Things I Hate About You or Bring It On or both. And we watched, I mean, when I mean every day, almost every day. Like, I've, I've seen 10 Things I Hate About You so many times that I think it's one of those movies, if you just hit play, I probably could recite the whole script to you. I think, mm-hmm. I, think I could do it. And that movie, like the other one that we talked about earlier, this is also a direct adaptation of William Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. They love to take classic literature and make it uh, for teens. Find a way to take it to the teens. Well, Shakespeare, Sondheim, uh, Sondhag, they did it better already. Exactly. You know, so it's just like, (laughs) take from the greats and just rework that shit. Why not? I like to take like the Bible stories and just like rework that because like those work. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like I think 10 things I hate about you if we were making a um best uh I guess that was 2000 was that 99 2000 but of that period mm-hmm. I think it's the top teen comedy in terms of quality in that time period in I that time period just that. specifically that time period to be clear oh, Except yeah, I could maybe I do that. love bring it on but Bring, Bring it, on. it On is not so much of a romantic teen comedy. It's just like a comedy comedy. It's just like hard comedy. That movie was so good. Kirsten Dunst uh, delivered oh. one of her best performances oh. just ever. And Eliza Dushku, of course, of Buffy She's the Vampire Slayer. the one. I love and her. And Glory. Glory's in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. We got me and my friends, we used to just like be like the whole like, I'm sexy, I'm hot, I'm everything you're not. <laughs> like the entire thing. I used to do the whole oh kid, do you know the opening cheer? I don't. Oh gosh, like, call me Big Red. I'm Woe Woe Whitney. Courtney. Wow, dude, it's Stacy. I'm Dan Dan Carver. Yeah, just call me Stacy. <laughs> I'm still Big Red. Like, I, 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 I saw it more too many times. That's amazing. But that movie is amazing. I, and, then, and then you have the Clovers, who are infinitely cooler than the Tories. Mm-hmm. Tories will ever be. Yeah, love that movie. I, I don't, do I've never watched so the sequels. No, uh, I how won't many do are it. there? A few. I won't watch them. Oh wow! There's at least two. I know there's at least two. You know, the only sequel like series that I will always follow down the yeah. path is uh, Step Up. If if they just want to keep making Step Up movies, I will keep turning them on. They're not great movies, but when they get to that <laughs> final dance sequence, they go all out. Can I tell you something? 
I've never seen a single Step Up movie. Fuck it. That's, those are brilliant That's movies. It. That's it. You, you have to watch Step Up. Is it Step Up 4? Step Up 4, the final scene is in the rain and it's unbelievable. Isn't one of those in 3D? Oh yeah, that was Step Up 3D. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't isn't one like Step Up to the Streets? Is that what it's called? Step Up to the Streets, Step Up 3D, get into it. Uh, Step Up 4, Stepping Back, I don't know. Stepping Back. Stepping out, step stepping to the bad side. Yeah, stepping wolf. I don't fucking Steppin know. Wolf. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's no. Uh, maybe I'm I don't... waiting for the next one. The only this isn't a comedy, so I guess I shouldn't list it. But I did used to watch Save the Last Dance a lot. Mm. That's not a yeah, comedy at all. That one it's... though. That one, if you watch it back and in the certain right mind frame of like a critical critique of the dancing. Yeah. That movie does become a comedy, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I have seen recently on TikTok a fun little trend. There was this girl who made a video that she recreates the dance side by side. Like her audition? Um, Oh, yeah. She recreates and does the exact dance just to show you how bad that dance really was. And we all were mind blown when we were kids. That worked when we were kids. Oh yeah, I remember being but, like, "Wow, um, that Julia Stiles can dance." And then you watch no, it and like, cannot. <laughs> she can like move. I'll give her that. She can. She can move. She can move. But there's She's a difference between to move. Here's the thing. Mean she should. No, here's. The... <laughs> I think she's a good dancer in the way of like, if she went out dancing with friends, you'd be like, "Ooh, she's got some moves." But she's not a dancer. Like she's not. She's not gonna audition for the. Was it the Joffrey? Not the Joffrey. No, it was for <gasps> Juilliard. Mm, it was for mm. Juilliard. Juilliard, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and we're supposed to believe that she no, was going to get into Juilliard. No, ma'am. Also, that movie, I remember I was obsessed with that movie, and they had, I'm, I was one of those kids that would I watch all the too. special features on a DVD. Mm. Uh, that was me. Do you know that movie originally was going to be like two and a half hours long? And MTV that produced it went to the director and said, listen, no. Like, what do you think you just made? You made Save the Last Dance. Because he, I mean, I guess I give him credit for taking it very seriously, but like, there are all these scenes they cut that just make it long into like a, like a fucking epic, epic, epic drama. I'm like, girl, I don't care if she, first of all, I'd rather watch Kerry Washington. Give me more Kerry Washington. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I ever knew Kerry Washington from. Absolutely, Chanel too. Mm-hmm. Miss Chanel, love that. Not a comedy though, so never mind. Uh, um, to bring it back to a comedy, one that yeah. I super super love, Dazed and Confused. Oh, are, is that a? Are we consider? Oh, now yeah. this is the peak of that's a that's a teen is comedy. Teen? Yeah, yeah because though the whole plot of the movie is the last day of high school like that's in, right that's you know right. it literally is one day and it's the last day of high school and it's just i don't know why i always think they're older i don't know why i always think that well they did end up making one like the R- richard link letter the, yeah, yeah. The, he made a sequel or he made a sequel sequel ish sequel ish yeah, it's a spiritual successor because this one is yeah. the 70s and yeah. then he set one later in the 80s, but it's like the exact same thing. But I think there's different. one, I haven't seen that yet, but I think there's one crossover character or something. I think I remember there's like some mm. connecting thread to it. That's that's what I remember hearing. 
Hey there, I'm Aaron Holman, host of Eye to Eye, a weekly podcast talk show all about passion. I have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire around me. Hello. With performing, there's always a story to tell, whether it's my own or not. And creativity. I go, he's more than cute, he's creative. All with an LGBT twist. Make sure to check out Eye to Eye, that's E-Y-E, number two, letter I. And rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in today. Well, what I love about uh, Dazed and Confused is uh, I think that this would be the ultimate stoner teen comedy. Uh, it doesn't have a plot. It's not going anywhere. It no. just is the day in these kids' lives, you know, ramped up to 10. Um, you know, we see Ben Affleck paddling kids as like a weird like initiation thing for the freshmen. Oh, we God. get... Uh, we get the cheerleaders doing the hazing, you know, get on the ground and fry like bacon, you little piggies. Like it is oh my God. just. I haven't crazy. seen it in a long time, honestly. I've watched this one a lot and not mm. even just watched it a lot. It has a brilliant, brilliant soundtrack. Um, yeah. And I'm a big nut for, if it has a good soundtrack, I'm, I'm pretty much sold. <laughs> yeah. uh, and this one, one of it's epic soundtrack, you know, perfectly of the times and yeah. Just an unbelievable fun movie. And there's a million famous people in it. You know, oh. Anthony Rapp is in it. I I mean, it's just <laughs> of course everybody. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. Like, that is the birth of the all right, all right, all right. Do you have a joint? Be a lot cooler if you did. Be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know what I love about high school girls? I oh. get older, they stay the same age. Oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they God. do. It's like, ah. <laughs> that has not aged well. I don't think it was no, that it great hasn't. then, but it's not aged well. Oh, it doesn't sound better now, 2020? No, no. not better? <laughs> well, an another teen comedy set in the last day of high school. Did you ever watch Can't Hardly Wait? Mm-mm. Uh, if I did, I can't Get remember. out! It was, well, first of all, it had, again, every... I think if I... Well, I haven't watched it in a very long time. But now that I even know even more actors, I think even more of them have become famous. It's like mm. almost every future famous person in Hollywood's in that movie. I mean, like to the point where I think they were, what I remember reading about is they wanted to have like every hot actor of the time in it. So they were just calling people in like, yeah, just come be the, come be the girl in the kitchen that like passes her the, the cup. So like, you'll see people in it where you're like, why are you in this? Like, you don't even have a line, but you're so famous. Like the, uh, but it's like Jennifer Love Hewitt is like the girl that the guy wants, which lets you know it's the nineties. Cause Jennifer Love Hewitt, you know, she was still her. having, she was having her moment, but it has like, it has Lauren Ambrose from Six Feet Under. Love. It has Seth Green. It has um, uh, not Sean Hattesey. It has uh, it has so many. I oh, it has Melissa Joan Hart as like a girl who's trying to get everyone to sign her yearbook. It has <laughs> yeah, I, I like mean, that for her. Oh, she's literally that's her entire arc is she's like running <laughs> around and then at one point someone throws her yearbook like in the pool and she was like. And then I remember my favorite thing is at the end of the movie, they do like a freeze frame of all the main people and they show what happened to them like 10 years later or like 20 years Love later. That. 
And so there's like this one guy who's like the biggest nerd in school. And then it's like, he now has like a supermodel girlfriend made a ton of money off of like tech and lives in. I have seen that movie. It had to have been one time because I'm remembering that ending and that is specific where it was like he made money and it says like off of a tech company or something and it leaves it okay. vague but like i remember that oh do you have a do you have a next one you want to mention i still i do i'm just like there's a million and oh i know we can't get to all guess, of them let's right, accept what, that we're not going to get to all of them all right what has come into my mind it and it's crazy i did all this prep and <laughs> i it's the ones that are coming off the top of my head that i'm like i have to talk about it that's you um, know, go for it camp Oh, camp. I wasn't going to consider that, but yeah. I, I wasn't considering it until we started talking down these different veins, and I'm like, camp is, it is. Oh, I my still, God. That, so that music, that music, come on. That's, uh, is it Sasha Allen? Uh, I saw she, her on tour in Pippin. I saw her in Pippin. Oh, my God. I she would have so killed good. to have seen her in that. I'm great. a big fan of her voice. Um, she was a good also, dancer. Oh, yeah, all of it. The whole yeah. Anna Kendrick, of course, doing the ladies who lunch is like the standout performance in that show. It's the listen, she's fucked. I'm ready, and the goddamn show must go on. Fritzy, what in the hell are you doing here? Well, I, I knew you'd be discussing stopping the show, and I just thought how disappointed all the kids would be. You scheming little bitch. Please, I'm a child. You think for one. Oh, save the speech, Rummy. She's fucked, I'm ready, and the goddamn show must go on. So let's get cracking, shall we? <gasps> oh my god, yeah, I, just, oh, I love when <laughs> I love when she shows up in the wig and has the glass, and he's like, you conniving little bitch. <laughs> just, I love that. And she's like, let's get kicking, shall we? Let's get going, shall we? Oh god, oh, I also remember... Um, you know the the one song I still have in my head all the time. Like I regularly am sort of walking around singing in my head is that song. Um, here's where, where I stand. I stand. Here's where I am. Yeah, yeah. And do you know trivia about that girl? Uh, uh-uh. uh. She screen tested for Effie White in the film version of Dreamgirls. And I heard that there were three actresses that they came down to. There was her. Who they thought was a little too young and there was another actress that almost got it that was like 35 they thought she was a little too old and then they got jennifer hudson who was right there in the middle damn yeah isn't that damn, crazy damn damn uh something else to note about camp that's very yeah. special uh it it has a cameo from sir sir stephen sondheim yes, you know he's at the end <laughs> of sir the... stephen sondheim he's not a sir <laughs> except his boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll say it. Uh, hold on. Um, another thing to note about the movie Camp is it has a cameo by Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> Sir Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> <laughs> He's an honorary sir. Well, this way you can edit if you want. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> He's an honorary daddy. <laughs> yeah, no, I just... I. I fucking love that movie. It is so gay. It introduced me. To oh, it's the gayest musical theater stuff. Oh, which, same. You know, it was all I was consuming at that time. Yeah. Um. I. Oh, that was when I was like, I listened to show tunes. That's what I listened to. Me too. Oh, when they show the kids like not knowing what popular music is, I was like, this is relatable. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I'd be walking around singing like 
a chorus line or like phantom and people are like oh my god i love uh ashanti or something i'd be like i don't know how to <laughs> yep yeah. uh i remember like consuming like all the stuff from this moulin rouge into the woods uh fucking wicked wicked as if i like as if I was going on for Alphabet at eight, you know, it's like I used to. I wore out the Moulin Rouge soundtrack, so I I, I connect to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, camp. Well, and camp was like that was when I was like about to come out. I think I was like just about to come out, or I, maybe I had just come out. It was something that I, I remember the whole. No, I think I had not come out yet, and I had to pretend like I couldn't connect at all with um the whole plot line mm. with. Oh my god! Where they go I, swimming, and he's yes. just so. When I was a little kid, I was like, "That guy is the hottest." Now I'm like, "He's fine," but at the time, I thought that was the most beautiful uh, boy in the world. And now, well, you I'm know what like, it was? I think I think it was the fact that he was well, he was being forward. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It oh was, my god! You know, forward in the way where he had no fear about whatever, whatever. Because he was all naked and he was wet. He's like, "I know I may flirt." And I know that. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> oh <my laughs> Stop God. it. Stop it. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, and what's his face came on to be like went on to be a two-time Tony nominee. Um, um Robin De, Robin De Jesus. Yes. Yeah. because he, he was in Lacage and he Lacage. was nominated for that. And he, I think he was nominated for In the Heights also. Oh wow. Yeah, he's like had that. a whole a whole career. One of the two that I was like, well, we have to talk about this is uh, she's all that. Oh, yeah, come on. I mean, I oh, already sort of touched on it, but like that was like the quintessential teen comedy. When people talk about making fun of bad teen comedies, I feel like, like that's it. You have like you have gorgeous Rachel Lee Cook who is somehow oh, made out to be God. a frumpy nerd because she has long hair and glasses and wears overalls with paint on them. I like, come on. I love that. And I remember Anna Paquin plays like his sister. And she's like, and I remember like, can you imagine being Anna Paquin and you're like casually walking around set as an Oscar winning actress and you're like, I'm playing the sister. Like, it's mm-hmm. just so weird. And crazy. you know, this uh, she's all that is definitely my favorite Freddie Prince Jr. like performance. Yeah, it is. It's the best of his performances. I'll give him that. It it doesn't mean that it's like you know. No, it's oh mm, well, it's the best of his performances. It's the best of his performances. It's yeah. the one I enjoyed the most, absolutely. And also, uh, who's that guy in it? Uh, the reality star one. Uh, uh, he plays Brock. Uh, Matthew Lillard is that Matthew his name? Lillard? He was also in Scream. Yeah. I think he's so cute. I really like, I always thought he, I, I know. I, Ooh, uh, li- listen, I like, I see, like. I wanted to fuck Paul Walker until he was awful well, at the end, but I was like, mm, Paul Walker. It's something about, I know, I liked him. I like Matthew Lillard. It's something. I like it. When he did the give it to me baby dance at the party, I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I guess I it's like, it, it's because he's like, He's fearless, out there, stupid. There's something about that wildness that is sexy to me. It always has been. I like, I like him ugly sometimes. Like him ugly, <laughs> sexy ugly. Yeah, it is. It is such a weird thing, but like whatever. Well, see that that movie has like every stereotype in the world because it has like 
the cool kids the not cool kids it has to be real the token black character because his friend is literally treated as like and here's my friend uh he's black uh he doesn't oh. have any arc of his own but he is and uh, I don't know. Not to say he was cast just because he was black, but it just feels like he's one of the only characters in the movie that has nothing going on. Because mm-hmm. even Paul Walker has the whole thing like, well, man, you gotta like get here to like be the prom queen. Come on. Like he had that like Southern California talk. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about the Californians from SNL, I think it's like Paul Walker. <laughs> I choose your Laney abs. It's just like it's such a weird, weird accent. And I also remember that like what was the weird thing? Oh, her dad was always watching Jeopardy and just always guessing the wrong answer. And that was like very yeah. funny to me. I always yeah. thought that was so I used to think me. that was hilarious too. <laughs> and we're like, my mom died. My mom died. And I'm like, did we ever find out how her mom even died? It was like her mom died. Yeah. Listen, when my mom died, I had to get over it. I'm like, how'd she die? When did right. she when did she die? Like, you know, <laughs> like, go into it more. Like, tell me how do you feel? Yeah. What happened? I always uh, assumed I think, it was cancer. Mm, it's I always think, cancer. Mm-hmm. That movie right there was like the foundation, like the biggest foundation inspiration that I could see for the movie Superstar. Uh God. You know, um, her parents die in that, what is it, a, like a clogging accident? Oh, my God. And she just wants to be, like, super well famous. And your mother fell, and she pulled your father down with, down her, with her, and they stomped your parents <laughs> to death. Oh the blood. But they don't stop dancing. Like... <laughs> That's a teen comedy that's not because everyone in that movie is over 30 and that's like the whole joke of it. <laughs> yeah, but at least I'm not named after bottled water! You know what, Evian? You should be really embarrassed because your parents named you after bottled water. <laughs> Evian! See, my favorite is when she just is home and she's like, you're horrible! Slams the door. Horrible! Like, horrible! Slam. Horrible! You're horrible! <laughs> Molly Shannon, icon. Um, I no, love the grandma going up the stairs in the thing. You know, it just... Mm, oh. yeah, I just remembered another bad uh, acting line reading from someone. Uh, it's from also Down to You. Mm-hmm. Julia Stiles. Uh, she tells Freddie Prince Jr. that she like cheated on him. And he just takes a he takes like a pause and he's like, "Get the fuck out!" I have to tell you something. What? I slept with Jim last night. Get the fuck out! <laughs> like, get the fuck out! <laughs> Oh my god. You need to uh, you should get um you should have a, a heightened experience and watch down to you. <laughs> oh I will, a hundred percent. Yeah, uh have some cocktails and watch down to you because it's like... it's trash. It's total trash. I love I it. I kind though. of like trash. <laughs> I do too. And those um, movies were so short because they had almost no plot to put in them, so it'd be like 90 minutes. I love a movie that's I love a movie that's like, you know, a tight 90 minutes. I just watched the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. It's only an hour and 25 minutes. It's so it's so fast. I've never watched the movie. It's worth watching. 
Is it's it? on Hulu. It's it's on Hulu. I don't know. No, it's funny. Okay. I mean, it's just like it's so like talk about teen comedy. I can talk about this. It's a teen comedy. I'm allowed to talk okay, about yeah. it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Go for it. Oh yeah. Because first of all, it's poor christy swanson who kept trying to be a movie star and eventually mm-hmm. hollywood went no honey we tried we we tried like four times we tried we tried mm-hmm. god bless um but the what gags me is there's this one like bitchy high school friend that's like one of the girls that she's always fighting with it's hillary swank future two-time oscar winner what hillary the swank. fuck yeah, and I always thought, like, if you have told me when I first saw Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like, hey, you see the girl? Yeah, the girl plays Courtney. She's going to have two Oscars in, like, a decade. I would have been like, yeah, I'm sure. One of them for being a boxer. Yes. Um, oh, she's so good in that. Uh, that movie is really good. Not a teen comedy, but she's very good. No, but um, I just remember it's lots of, like, like, oh, my God, take a chill lesson. Excuse much, rude or anything? Nice ensemble. <laughs> what a homeless. <laughs> Just like when they see like this really like ragged guy at the mall, like, oh my god, what a homeless. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, it's really like they're supposed to be like the most vapid, like bitchy teen girls before she becomes, you know. Well, first of all, Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the show, when you stake a vampire, they turn to dust famously. It's very cool. In that movie, when you stake a vampire, they're just dead. They're just a big old <laughs> dead body with like a stake through their chest. My favorite. And I'm always so like, funny. are people just finding dead bodies with cavities in the chest like all over LA? <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. Oh, and it's like the most 90s cast ever. It's Christy Swanson as the female lead. Luke Perry from Beverly Hills 90210 as the male wow. lead. Yeah, and it's like Hillary Swank, David Arquette plays this one like Grease. Yeah, it's it's a crazy cast. It's crazy. Hmm. Oh, my favorite line in all of the entire movie though is um she she comes home like really, really late. Like and it's supposed to be like you, they set up that her parents are awful, like just the worst parents. And yeah. her mom, her mom meets her door. She's like, Buffy, do you know what time it is? And she's like, Yeah, I'm sorry, I think it's like 12. And she's like, oh, I knew this watch was not working right. <laughs> just like hits her oh! watch and walks away. It's like <laughs> No concern for the kid. Yeah, just like no concern. I remember That's she, like, really funny. Like I remember her parents are leaving for a trip and they're talking to like her boyfriend. His name's like Brad. And they're like, bye, Bobby. And then her boyfriend's like, do your parents really think my name is Bobby? And she's like, it's possible. They think my name is Bobby. It's just like, you should watch it. It's like, first of all, less than 90 minutes. It, it's Fair like enough. such a little commitment. And I also just think if you love the show, it's 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 really fascinating because the whole thing was I think sorry listeners, I think I told this exact story, but like Joss Whedon, the script was supposed to be more like the show, and then the studio was like, Can you make it more of a teen comedy actually? Like can you make it funnier? And he was like, Well, it's not supposed to be funny. It's like a it's like a supernatural, like dark comedy. It's not funny. Yeah, and they made him turn it into like an '80s style comedy, so it's it's bizarre. Weird. Bizarre. Yeah, yeah. That's so strange. I'm like, I'm looking at this list. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna rattle a couple off, and whichever one takes you the sure. most, let's go to it. Yeah, let's uh, do like two more, two more each. How's that sound good? Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so I have my last two. In, 
All right, if we're doing last two, that actually helps make things much easier because I yeah. think I already know my last two. Uh, okay, I'm going to go to the new guy. I fucking love the new guy. Talk about Elijah Dushku. Um, oh, that. I was thinking of a different movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one uh, where the kid, Little nerdy kid. The little nerdy kid yeah. played by Donald. I can't remember his name right now. I can't remember his name. Um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, he, it's this little nerdy kid. He's just beat up at his school, which is just like a fucking walking trope of things anyways. Um, and then he goes to, I guess it's like juvenile detention because he, oh yeah. oh yeah, he gets an erection at school and in front of the school, the, I don't know, the old lady from the office, she's like, yeah. what's this? Is this a weapon? And she's just holding on to his dick in front of the entire school she breaks oh it God. this causes him so much embarrassment um yeah that he concocts <laughs> this plan to get kicked out of his high school so he can go to another high school and reinvent himself by being the baddest bitch there oh my god no oh that movie famously has uh zoe deschanel in it in a pretty small part zoe deschanel plays one of this guy's friends and they yeah. are in a funk band and he turns his back on them and there is a musical performance that zoe deschanel does in it uh where she sings oh my god what is it it's a very famous funk song and i can't remember it right now i've never um, seen this movie so oh it's help. a brilliant brilliant movie there's uh such wonderful lines as uh, the guidance counselor saying to him, I hate to tell you, son, that denial ain't just another river in Egypt. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Um, oh my there's God. a point where he is cooking marshmallows with his dad over like a, <laughs> a like a grill and charcoals and the marshmallow <laughs> lights on fire and he's talking to him and he's pointing with it and the marshmallow flings and definitely hits <gasps> his dad's eye and just like burns his eye. Oh, God. It oh is God. just like amazing. It is it is such a fun movie. Uh, Elijah Dushku, Love there's her. this really wonderful moment where she's riding a mechanical bull and <laughs> it made me question my sexuality, you know. Oh, um, sure. He, at the time, is literally wearing a bandana as her top. I remember when girls used to do that. Oh, yeah. That's not a look, honey. This is not Coyote Ugly. <laughs> Like, oh, I love Coyote Ugly. Oh, it's a good Sunday, one. Someday we have to talk about Coyote Ugly. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll add that to our list. <laughs> oh, yeah. So one that I think we have to mention or else I think people will just scream, be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's so true. Mean Girls. So if we don't talk about Mean Girls. Like, Thank you. Yeah. Like, I well, think that is the teenage comedy. If we, If I were picking one to talk about, I think I would have to pick Mean Girls. Because Mean Girls, it's like, which quote do you want to quote? There's so many quotes. So to make this quick, because we could talk about Mean Girls for an entire thing, who are, who are your, some of your favorite characters? Like your three favorite characters from Mean Girls. Uh, Lindsay Lohan, Katie Caddy. She's one of your favorite? Um, she, she is. Mm. And, but hold on. That's because I am a Lindsay Lohan stan. We've, we've talked about this. And so it's like... My friend Sean is a, a Lindsay Lohan stan also. And so to me, you know, watching her get to her actually prime. be the star, the this is the moment, yeah. the peak, the magic, you know, it we didn't it know we just, had such few time left. We, we didn't really know. didn't. We were taking it for granted. Yeah. You know, we thought the parent trap would last forever. And it didn't, honey. 
but we thought um, she was just gonna grow up to be like the next julia roberts or whatever and we just had, would have her forever yeah and then of course regina george yeah, uh, yeah. because i mean oh she's on. great oh bridge mcadams is brilliant unbelievable in it uh the, the line i still say to this day it was in the lost culture episodes that we were talking about where uh they're like so you agree then so you agree you, so you, you agree then you think you're pretty Thanks. you're like really pretty thank you so you agree what you think you're really pretty oh i don't know oh my god i love your bracelet where did you get it oh my mom made it for me it's adorable <laughs> like oh oh we we're just like Oh my god, I love your skirt. That's the ugliest <laughs> fucking skirt I've ever seen in my life. Uh huh. The whole thing where she gets her to uh, gain weight with the the bars, the calteen bars. Yeah, oh my love god. it. That's Insane. that's for whatever reason. Oh, and when she finds out and just like happy. screams, just like yeah. screams for ten That's a good moment. Yeah. Oh, and then um, okay, my other character that I really love from it. So random, but I love Amy Poehler's mom. Oh yeah, that's great. Uh, it's unbelievable. What's the four one one? Kids need anything? Snack? Condoms? Let me know. It's oh god, love it's you. It's like the ass or whatever yeah. that they put on her. Yeah. And that ass gave Amy Poehler this hilarious character. You know, I love and it. When the dog's chewing on her nipple. Yeah, she doesn't look at all like a real mom. I don't believe her really for a second. Well, one because she was only like, I think four years older than Rachel McAdams. Like she was absolutely not old enough to be playing her mom but i think that also makes it kind of perfect in a way because her mom would have had so much plastic surgery to look young so it's actually kind of perfect oh yeah and then her dancing while she's recording them oh, oh. she's like twerking with yes. the with the camcorder yep holding the that that right there i love that part because it's um that was almost a nothing role and amy Paul oh yeah made it just phenomenal. oh that was clearly tina fey like being like do you want to come play the like the you know loopy mom and she's probably like yeah that sounds great mm-hmm. my favorite my favorite character of the whole movie is gretchen wieners i just think she is such an amazing character really good. oh my god and for hanukkah my parents got me this really expensive pair of michael hoops and it was so sad <laughs> just, i don't know how she did not become a star from that movie because i actually think it's in terms of just like how detailed her line delivery and performance is, it's such a like well-structured performance. You know that I'm not allowed to wear hoop earrings, right? Yeah, two years ago she told me that hoop earrings were her thing and that I wasn't allowed to wear them anymore. And then for Hanukkah, my parents got me this pair of really expensive white gold hoops and I had to pretend like I didn't even like them and it was so sad. And you know she cheats on Aaron. Yes, every Thursday he thinks she's doing SAT prep, but really, she's hooking up with Shane Oman in the projection room above the auditorium. And I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. And I hate that she didn't get more work from that. <laughs> Just yeah. like her, you can't talk with us. <laughs> Just I love absolutely that. incredible. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we wouldn't have um, fetch without Gretchen. <laughs> Yeah. That is so fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen, Gretchen. That is so fetch. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. God, I just love it. <laughs> I love the weird characters in movies like that. Cause yeah. I also love like um uh, uh what's what's the guy 
um, who's like he's the head of the mathletes. Oh yeah. Oh, he's funny. I just think he's really funny. Um, and, and by then the I end also of it, his cockiness is cute. <laughs> I'd rather see you up there backing up that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I just I love uh, uh, Lizzie Kaplan. Is mm. it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, one of the uh, standout roles for her too. What a surprise career from her that she's, you know, gone on to be so successful. I love that. Mm-hmm. Love that. I'm like, oh, okay. This will be my last one. Okay. I have, and I'll have one. I'll have a last one. Right. Well. I would like to do just like honorable mention where I just like mention sure. three of them, but like literally yeah. we're not allowed to talk about them. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Mm. My honorable mentions are, um, I'm going to throw out Cheetah Girls, Grease, and, <sighs> uh, gotta say my other honorable mention would be american pie oh wow yeah that's definitely one american pie those all they fit the criteria but they're not ranking maybe i'll just list the rest that are on my list just to be like (laughs) these are ones worth mentioning and then my um oh oh, no 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 go for your uh go for your honorable these are just my honorable mentions these Mm -hmm. are just like honorable mentions. well okay so 16 candles of course john hughes yeah heathers of course uh, but that's such a dark comedy. Uh, in uh, I almost just want to do an episode about Heather's at some yeah. point. So I'm kind of like, we'll and plus Heather's is like a um, predecessor to Mean Girls. Yeah, and then Superbad is my other. Superbad was on here too. So it's Juno. 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 Oh, see that one's sort of like a half adult comedy, half teen comedy. So it I never like, know where it was to like put a it. Teen comedy written by adults. It, it was. It was. It was very, yeah. very good. You know who's my favorite? Um, performance in that movie actually and so not the one you would expect probably i actually think that jennifer garner is maybe my favorite performance actually in that movie. brilliant in that movie my actual last one on my list that i'll actually mm-hmm. want to talk about easy a <gasps> that was mine that was mine yeah, Hands <laughs> yeah down. That was high mine. five that's why yeah. we're here like because yeah, yeah that's my last one it is so brilliant. that's a great one and as somebody so who funny. likes the special features Obviously, then you know about like you know how she got the role and everything. All that yeah, stuff was yeah. like improv. A lot of like that was yeah. just her self recording and sending it to yeah. him. And it's like and well, it and worked. She, yeah. Well, and she talked about how like terrified she was to show up to make that movie because she was like, "Oh shit, I'm the star of this movie. Yeah. I have to carry this movie." You know, uh, some trivia about that movie. I mm. I grew. I was in college when that movie was being made, and it was being made mm-hmm. in Shreveport, Louisiana, where I went to college. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, at the time, uh, it was a small. They North- made that in Louisiana. They did. They made it in Louisiana. Wow. They just make it so you can't tell. It seemed like an L.A. movie. I think that's probably where the actual setting is, but wow. to actually make it so much cheaper. And they were doing it in Shreveport. And actually, uh, one of my uh, good friends uh, in college, she was the stand-in for Emma Stone. So, like, in oh. that movie, like, you know, in the background, whatever, or, like, when it's not seeing her face, yeah, that is actually one of my friends who I went to uh, college with. Love that Easy A was both of our final movie. I love that. Uh, oh, one of the, my favorite moments in the movie, because uh, I'm a big... There's so Jesse. many. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Jessie J fan. I love <laughs> her voice. And uh, there's a song that Jessie J wrote for that film, and it's Sexy Silk. And it's the song that plays when she walks into the school wearing the A. It's that... Oh. Well, 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 you're gonna win. 
Like, I, and I just, um, this moment, this little, her walking through, people starting yeah. to look at her, give her shit. And then, you know, somebody says something to her and she goes, ooh, burn. Ow. Also the uh, Natasha Benningfield. Uh, oh. I got a pocket. Yeah. I got a pocket. I got a pocket. I got a by gotta, the end of it, I she's gotta, in the shower, <laughs> just like singing it. Like I love when she sings, um, you better knock, knock, knock all that. <laughs> she does the whole musical number. Slight little tip of the hat just to like 80s teen comedies in general. Because mm-hmm. it ends with her riding off on a tractor with uh what's this medoodle? Like, oh, like yeah, he's so cute. The wood the the was he was he on Gossip Girl? Who was he? Yeah, that's about? that is what he was on. Yeah, it's Penn Gossip Bagley Girl. is that his name? Penn Bagley, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cute, uh, like, come on, where's the personality? He was cute. Hello there, this is Stephen Rice. And Brandon Rice. Better known as Mr. and Mr. Rice. And we know that Mondays can be killer. So we are here to explore that. With our podcast, Murder Mondays, you'll get your fill of thrills and chills. Real spooky stuff, no matter what time of the year it is. If you're obsessed with all the true gritty details of true crime murder stories, then this is the podcast for you. So join us every Monday as we explore chilling murder stories. It sure is going to be a scream. Well, to close out the episode, I have a, a a quiz I wanted to do with you. It's to find out what kind of teen you are. Oh, as if. And I'll let you know what I mine was at the end. Also, we'll see if we got that. Okay, here we go. One. An adult tells you to do the dishes. What is your response? Ugh, fine. Okay. I can't wait to live alone. No. <laughs> uh, we're going to go A. Okay. Ugh, Ugh fine. fine. Two. What is your favorite class? Gym class? Mod tech? Science? English? It's English, because I don't even... No. Yeah. Three. What do you do after school? Team practice. Play video games. Work. Read or write. Hmm. I guess uh, I did a lot of theater. So, like, I would kind of consider that team practice. I guess team practice. Team practice. There you go. Four. How much time do you take to get ready in the morning? 45 Mm. minutes. 15 minutes. About 20 minutes. I wake up and go. I guess, I mean, 15 minutes. But I absolutely was the type who could wake up and go. But, like, literally, I would, like, aim to wake up 15 minutes and, like, be out the door. Yeah, I used to do that when I was like, I'll sleep as long as I can. What do you think about dating? It's easy. I love it. It causes anxiety. I could care less. 
No one wants to date me. Mm. It causes anxiety. Of course okay. it can. Yeah. Yeah. Six. Which of these best describes your report card? I pass. Mostly A's. I do okay. I do well in the classes I like. Hmm. Mostly A's. I used to be crazy. Seven. How do you feel about homework? It gets in the way of my sports. It's interesting. I do enough to pass. I pass without doing any homework. Oh, honey, that's me. I pass. Because when you stay ready, you ain't gotta you ain't get gotta ready. Get ready. <laughs> oh my god. Eight. Did you read the last book assigned to you? I read summaries online. Oh, cover to cover. I read enough to pass the quiz. It wasn't my taste. Uh, I read enough to pass the quiz because I don't remember which was the last assigned book. Nine. Uh, which of these best describes your social life? Very busy. I have a small group of friends. I have one or two friends. I get by without friends. Let's go with small group of friends. You have a whole group of small friends? Group. Small, small group, group of friends? Okay. Mm-hmm. 10. How do you feel about clicks? Mine is the top of the food chain. They are interesting to observe. They don't bother me. I hate conformity. They are interesting to observe. Oh, 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 you are. You are a. Hmm. A jock. <laughs> stop it, stop it. And we have your results. I want to know. You are the nerd. Oh, as if. Yeah. You like to read, write, work, and play. You get way into video games, TV shows, movies, or books. You find yourself looking for people who are interested in the same titles and characters that you're interested in, so you can talk about your favorite things even more. You are ready to get to college, but you have to have your own crew in high school, so you don't mind chilling there either. Yep. I also That's was the nerd. That's pretty fucking accurate. Yeah, I was the nerd. I was also the nerd. And here we are, just And here we are. Nerds. Yeah. Well, that uh... That was fun. That was fun. Well, so... Of course, I always ask, who was the last actress who made you feel something? Oh, this is a fun little one. Uh, I have prepared for this. Uh, I'm going to reference, it is an actress who last made me feel something, and then by association, how their performance went into something else. All right. Miss Anne Hathaway is the last actress who made me feel something. And I'll tell you why. Uh, I rewatched The Princess Diaries, right? Her... And Julie Andrews, she holds her own to a living legend. L- living legend. You know, and so to me, that makes her legendary. Oh, um, that's why I knew she was going to be a star when she was able to, like, at 19, just, like, keep up with Julie Andrews. I'm like, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. It was unbelievable. That movie is a tour de force from her. Well, she has <laughs> that that spark in her face that like Julia Roberts had when she first came out, like just like, where you're like, she was Ooh, glowing what's her deal? Yeah. what it was. Yeah. You know, yeah. even when she was frumpy, all that like, you know, crazy hair, 
she was still stunning. Her skin, unbelievable. I remember when they straighten her hair and they like turn her around. Absolutely. Um, so now by association, Anne Hathaway was also in the movie Les Miserables. And yes, she, she famously won her Oscar for her performance of I Dreamed a Dream. Yes, she did. I am affected by Anne Hathaway's recording of I Dreamed a Dream because I recently watched Sasha Valore's Nightgowns Forever on YouTube. And one of the performances in it is done by Bob the Drag Queen. And he walks out, he's wearing an Afro, a black African dress, and yeah. he is performing to I Dreamed a Dream by Anne Hathaway, spliced with the I Dreamed a Dream speech by Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, wow. Is and that good? It, it is phenomenal because it's everything that you need from drag. Because what he does is he does a simple flip. Anytime he turns around, it switches to a different, it's either, oh, you know, I dreamed a dream or it's, uh, you know, I dreamed is a dream. Is it like funny or is it powerful? Both. Both. Because <laughs> the, the juxtaposition of, you know, and that's what Bob's getting at. How many times have you seen a white person appropriate and I'm telling you, I'm not going. Oh, my I God. did it yeah. in college myself, participating in a drag competition. I performed that number. You know, oh like he's pointing out how ridiculous and how comedic it automatically becomes when it's not the correct voice. You know, mm -hmm. of course, it could have picked Leah Salonga, but he picked Anne Hathaway's very memorable, apparently Oscar worthy rendition of i dreamed a dream he could have lip synced to um aretha franklin's i dreamed a dream absolutely could have but have you heard that yes i have it's crazy it is unbelievable yeah, um yeah yeah so Anne hathaway's the last actress who made me feel something both in her movie performance and her vocal performance mm. used by bob the drag queen to create a truly powerful piece of art work yes Work. Thank you, thank you, Anne Hathaway. Thank you, Anne Hathaway. <laughs> we finally are okay with you again. You know who was the last actress that made me feel something? Who? 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 And it's not because I actually rewatched it, but <laughs> she made me think of it, and I went, mm. "There was this thing on Twitter where it said like." what is a performance that wasn't nominated for an Oscar that you actually would have even just fully given the win to and it wasn't even nominated? And Love. mine is Uma Thurman for Kill Bill because I think it is a absolute crime that she did not win an Oscar for that because it's literally everything you could ask of an actress to do in one movie. And she's so... I rewatched it maybe a couple she months ago. All. She's perfect. She's yeah. perfect. She's funny. Yeah. She's dramatic. She does the action scenes. She like that tone of that movie she navigates like so perfectly i just i don't get it so mine is yeah. uma thurman kill bill you know yeah there we go so we are supposed to be teasing something that we're working on that i just want to i i'm not putting a date attached to it yet because i don't want to put stress on us but we it's are still cooking it's still cooking, and I don't, I don't want us to start it off stressful. I want it to just be fun. Um, but we are starting a new podcast slash YouTube show called, say it with me. Yeah. Two, Two Gays, gays watch, watch a Movie. A movie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get it. We'll get it. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, but pretty much every week we'll just talk about a different move. It's the title says it all. Everything yeah. you need to know is in the title. Uh, we'll talk about everything from old movies. We're just watching a movie. A movie could be anything. That could be yeah, an could old be movie, movie, new movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be fun. I'll have a podcast version, but there also will be a YouTube version of it that I'm trying to actually do some fun editing and stuff with so it's not just literally you know cubes of a zoom going like let's talk about a movie for an hour um but it should be i would say in the next several weeks uh, i'll give updates as it gets closer and as we get a trailer together i'll probably start putting that into the episode so you have a little teaser mm-hmm. um but i i don't know me me and aaron had such a fun time yeah. on the broadway divas episode that we just it's Basically, an excuse to have to like uh, hang out. I think that's pretty much what it is. Absolutely, yeah. and watch some really good movies with yeah. uh, someone who likes to dissect in the same way. Yeah. You know. And as I said, there our first movie. I will announce what it's going to be, and there's a yes. reason why we did not talk about it today. Our first movie will be was it? Aaron? Yeah, it's Clueless. Clueless, and if anyone knows me, you know I love Clueless. Uh, I've seen that movie so many times uh, i actually have realized that i think the reason i like kim petras so much is because she kind of reminds me of Cher Horowitz. oh my <laughs> with her goodness. styling you know? yes yeah i just i'm obsessed. I'm obsessed i love that connection that is so true uh, also uh just quick recommendation if everyone has not seen the uh the stay at home version of the kim petras malibu video it's worth seeing yeah i've watched that it's like it's like a queer explosion it's just it's so much oh it's so much fun so much fun yeah well uh do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you and your pod and all all your stuff yeah yeah Um, as always, uh, I'm Aaron Holman. You can follow me on Instagram at a whole human or I like Hue, a new apparel company that my partner and I are launching. Um, please consider. How do you spell that? Just just so I like Hue. It's E Y E L I G H T H U E, all one word. Um, of course, on Facebook you can find me uh, at Eye to Eye Podcast E Y E number two letter I. And you can become a supporter of the show at patreon.com forward slash eye to eye podcast. For the love of God, please consider supporting the show. Every little bit helps. It's so crazy. I have to do this all the time. And of course, I am your host, Zachary Landl. You can support this pod at In Another World Pod on Instagram. You could go to Twitter at IAW Podcast. We have a Facebook page. I say we. It's just me. I'm we. It's me and all the voices in my head. Yeah, it's the inimitable we. It's we. We do a lot. <laughs> the whole team, the whole um, In Another World team. Um, no, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and you, you you can find two gays watch a movie on Instagram. It exists. There's nothing on it yet except for our logo. But you can check out the logo. It's a fun logo. And I will. I always say I'll see you all next week. I don't see anybody. This is a podcast. This and we're in quarantine still. So mm. yeah. Um. So. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.